0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career.
0: Yes, we will. And happy Friday, Catherine. Happy Friday. It was was a good week. It was a good week. A little slow. It
1: felt slow. It did feel slow, but it was good.
0: Starting a new project. It always you know, when you go from big project to big projects, there's a little bit of a lull in between.
1: Yeah, you got to get your bearings. You got to get your
0: bearings. Yeah. Got to get the site set up. Yeah. So it was a lot of that this week, but uh we're moving along just great and yep. we have a we have a really exciting episode today. Yep. It's a Q&A episode. Q&A. Uh we got a lot of voicemails, we got some texts coming through on the hotline. Um and I'll just, you know, just a just a little preview.
1: Quick little sneak peek.
0: We got some good questions about efficiency, yeah. creativity, time management. Yeah. Um, so that's just a couple of the things that we're going to be talking about, but we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Before we do, what do we got? Oh, what
1: are we drinking? We have the Isle spiked iced tea. Oh yeah. And around here, these things are a hot commodity. They are. They sell out all the time. People like have to call around to get them i've never had them so i'm excited to try it
0: yeah i think i had it before um but i don't quite remember so it'll be like i'm drinking again for the first time yeah. oh wait and
1: uh and it's black teas and i know you're a tea drinker so i love tea you might like i this. love tea cheers Cheers.
0: happy friday friday Ooh, that is nice huh what do you think you're not sure I'm yet not sure are you yet. yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Just tastes like tea with alcohol in it. It does, yeah. Hey, whatever. I do
1: wish it were colder. I did get it out of the cooler,
0: but it wasn't like a just wasn't cool enough.
1: It wasn't cool enough. Didn't stay cool. Well,
0: okay. we'll uh, assess that for future episodes. <laughs> we'll make sure we have some ice on hand. But yeah. uh, till then, we got we got a really exciting episode. I'm I'm excited to. I think the questions that we got this week were pretty good. Yeah. And uh, really on a diverse. Uh, bunch of topics yeah so some things that i think we have some some great input of things that we're implementing but also some things that we already know that we need to get better at that we've been kind of discussing so we can um give you our input our advice but also share our struggles with you because we don't have all these things figured out we're working on it
1: there's always room for improvement we're
0: all in this together all you out there all us two here we're in it together so yeah we're just leveling up. Sure. Yeah. All what right. do you want to start with? Um.
1: Let's start with a voicemail.
0: Hey, Sean and Catherine. This is Jeff from Heritage Landscape in PA. Uh, my question is about your efficiency on the project. So your projects seem to go pretty smooth. And I wonder if that's because you draw out plans down to the you know, to the inch to get everything laid out perfectly, or do you and the team figure it out in the field while you're building it, or are all the guys and gals just studs and they can just figure it out from the picture? So I'm interested to see how you guys, you know, take on your projects and how you actually get them completed so, you know, quickly and efficiently. Thanks. I look forward to the answer. Appreciate the call there, Jeff. Uh, Jeff from Heritage Landscape, we do appreciate you calling in. And that's a great question on efficiency. We kind of live is, and die yeah. by efficiency over here because we're only one crew. If we fall behind, the whole company is falling behind. Yeah. So uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it from an outsider, yeah. sort of. Yeah. You came in as an outsider. So you had I like... came the,
1: in as an outsider.
0: But now you're an insider.
1: Now I'm an insider.
0: And... But you have, like, you were able to come with a fresh perspective because sometimes you kind of get lost in, like, the daily hustle and bustle and it's hard to see those. You're so used to those, like, pain points of efficiency that you kind of don't see them anymore. Yeah. so You just
1: kind of get numb to them.
0: Lay it on us. Um,
1: Yeah, so when I came in, I definitely saw some inefficiencies and I tried to work with you to kind of fix them. And I think it was, like, not only did... You guys just get like kind of used to them, um, but also you were in a position where you used to take the winters off, and then recently now you don't. So I think that that was where you kind of did your catch up, and you did do your planning during those times, um, and then all of a sudden those were gone. So yep. it, it kind of was just constantly playing catch up. Not that sounds bad. It it wasn't like
0: no, it kind of was. <laughs> it was exactly that. Yeah, there was like no downtime. That, yeah, that was the time that like we would reassess, take a break look how the year went, make changes, implement them and have like a buffer. So no, that is like a hundred percent accurate.
1: Yeah. So when I came in, I just kind of, we just had it. I remember having like chats, like, okay, where are your pain points? What do you want to fix? Asking the guys like, what's your pain points? What do you guys want to fix? And it, you know, different things like, do we have the materials when we need them? Um, What can we do to make the jobs go faster? And just focusing on a couple pain points at a time and fixing them as we went along. Um, I think it's best to do it that way just because if you take it a couple at a time, then, you know, you get that lasting change. And if you change everything all at once, then it's just chaos and you feel like yeah, <laughs> too much change. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we just took it like a little bit at a time and we just made small changes like, um, like our checklist. I remember one day I was just like, Cause every, we would have these lists of things or like you'd have stuff in your email that obviously I don't have access to, or like you would talk to the stone guys and then they'd, they'd have something and I didn't know that. So it was just kind of, everything was everywhere. And I was like, okay, we're just gonna have a checklist. So I made a checklist. And then I think usually it happens on like a Monday morning or whenever, but we'd like go through the checklist and we're like, okay, when is this happening? When is this happening? Um, and then we just have like, each project has its own checklist and we have everything right on the front page and we can see, um, where things are. Yeah. And that keeps everybody on the same page. Um, it's easier literally, to see, uh, literally on the same page. Yeah. It's easier to see like where things are at or if like there's a note, like, um, something is holding something else up. Then we all know that. Um, so I think just having it in your face is is key for us at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you said, it's, I'm ordering some of the stuff, you're ordering some of the stuff. Like, that's probably something right there that we could work on next. Like, one person does all the material ordering. Um, But just having it condensed into that checklist, it puts it in front of your face. It, like, most of the projects have the same steps in them. We use, like, similar materials. It's the same vendors that we have to order from. We need, you know, mostly the same inspections. So just having that in front of your face, and a lot of this stuff needs you know at least a couple days a week, sometimes multiple weeks ahead of time to think about like ordering materials. We need to make sure that we're on top of that. So, having it right there and knowing what our projected start date is, when this particular thing should be ordered by, that's probably the most important thing to keeping us efficient. Just the biggest inefficiency that we come across is just not having the thing that we need when we need it. Yeah. And you can be really busy and not efficient. Yeah. And we've gone through periods like that where it's super chaotic and super busy because you can almost think on the jobs that that we have, there's so much to do that we kind of can go out of order. If something's not here yet, we can start on this thing before Mm -hmm. finishing that because we're waiting for a material. But Mm -hmm. it's a way more inefficient way to go about it and a little bit more planning ahead of time Makes all the difference. If the thing is there to finish this task, we can do that, check it off, move on to the next thing, and then you're not left with a million little things that you need to finish up from every step of the process yeah. at the end of the job, which is just those are the things that makes the job take forever. Yeah. So. Or if you
1: get to that like two o'clock period and the guys are like, well. I did that thing I had to do and uh, I could start that other thing, but now it's late in the day. Like if you kind of schedule (laughs) out those lulls and just have the things that they need there and like that really helps. And also I think it's just a mindset. Like if you have this problem instead of just being like, well, I mean, this sucks, but I guess I just have to do it this way. Like just think of it like this thing is bothering me. What can I do to fix it? There has to be a solution. There's a solution to every problem. There's no such thing as a problem. It's just yeah, a solution. Even, I don't even yet. know what you're talking exactly. about. There are,
0: I don't <laughs> know what that means. There's just <laughs> solutions that haven't been found yet.
1: Exactly. So I think that that's just a, that's just a mindset. Like if you know that something's Definitely bothering is. you, don't just sit there and be like, okay, well, we just have to do it this way because...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you can get so used to doing it a certain way that you just you, you, it almost like lulls you to sleep. It's just like that's the way it is. And it's yeah. it sometimes takes like a wake up of changing something that, you know, everything might be going like, okay, you're so used to things not running super efficiently. And that's, that's something in a lot of construction businesses. And it's something in our business all the time. You you almost get used to that chaos and that busyness. And it's hard to like, wake yourself up from that and make some simple changes that have a huge, huge impact. Yeah. So that's something that we try to do. We try to lay out um, all the plans. We have a Google Drive where the building plans are on that, the renderings are on that. And I would say another huge thing for our efficiency when we're in the office, we're on site. Yeah, mobile command center. That's true. It honestly,
1: that is true. It
0: has been a total game changer. Like everyone in the company is on the job site. <laughs> our office people are on the job site yeah. in a van i'm accessible i'm right there i can pop out i can you know throw my belt on work on something go back in the van work on emails or designs or finalizing uh, a material order anything i need but i'm right there yeah and it just has that like open communication between everybody everybody is in person every day we can mm-hmm. have that morning powwow like what are we doing today What are the objectives? Let's do that thing. And we're all there. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously not going to work for everybody. But I think, you know, just having that that mindset of having your day set up and if you're not going to be there, make sure that the crew has everything they need and they're going to have minimal questions for you to call. Yeah. So
1: do you ever think that do you ever feel like the van makes it less efficient because you get distracted by people coming up?
0: Uh, by people coming up, like, by like aunt coming to the van. Yeah. N- no, I don't feel that way. I feel like he might say he feels more distracted by me getting <laughs> out of the van and going to talk to him. Um, oh, yeah. there are times where it, I mean, we have a lighthearted crew. Yeah. we like to have a good time. We joke around a lot. And some people might see that as uh, a blow to efficiency. But I think the best way to stay efficient is everybody's in a good mood all the time. Yeah. And it's very rare that anybody's in a bad mood. And when That's one true. person is in like just even the <laughs> tiniest bit of a weird mood, we all know it right away. <laughs> yeah. And it bugs us all. So yeah. I think having like having that time for just joking around a little bit having fun i like it yeah <laughs> i think at it's, the
1: end of the day we still put out a killer product so it doesn't like that's all that, right. that that's all that yeah. really matters like yeah we have a we put out a killer product and we have a great time doing it so
0: yeah and those like little things like i think some people think that like if somebody is on their phone or takes a phone call for two minutes during the day. It's like you're killing productivity. It's like if that person just has a bad attitude because you're the boss and you're yelling at them all day to like work faster, they're not going to be efficient. Like they're not going to care. Yeah. I think it's all the other things. If things are planned out right, you have a good game plan of what order you're going to do certain things. If all the materials are there and you have everything laid out in a, in a really organized manner, that's what's going to make it efficient. It's not like running around the job site because yeah. you can do that all day. But if you don't have like a really good game plan of the order of things, you sometimes you just make more work for yourself. So those are the things that we try to focus on. And I still feel like we have so much that we can work on as far as efficiency. Yeah. I think you think that as well. Yeah, right. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I, it's good that it, it appears that everything goes really smooth. Mm hmm. I'd say one other thing. It's really good that we specialize in like a certain size project. Yeah. You know, like all of our projects are like within a similar scope. So everybody kind of knows what to do, what to expect. Yeah. They're all very similar in a certain way. Um, They have the same elements. So if you're going from, you know, a kitchen to a bathroom, to a basement, to an attic, to a bedroom. Yeah. That's it takes like a little bit of time to get your bearings on each project because you're doing something different, different tools. So I always think the more you can specialize the better.
1: That's so true. I can't even imagine planning for something like that. Like when you're doing all that different stuff, that's just, yeah, that must be really difficult
0: because we do such a, like a small amount of different things, but we have so many tools. Like there's so <laughs> many specialized tools for every single yeah. task that I can't imagine having a tool set up to do everything in an entire house. Yeah. Like that just means to me, you really don't end up having the super specialized tools that make that, that one task efficient. Yeah. You know, you should really just specialize in one thing. You have the the knowledge, you're familiar with it. And then you can also invest in the, like the hyper specialized tools that make that task efficient. So that's true. That's, that's my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And you got anything else to add to efficiency? um i don't know if i efficiently answered that question like 15 (laughs) minutes but hey (sighs) that's what we're here for
1: yeah no i think that was good all right let's go to um we got a couple texts into the text line so let's check those out okay i don't know who sent these because i don't know these people's numbers but
0: What do we got? Uh, What do we got? It
1: seems like you always have so many different things going on. What is your method for time management to keep everything rolling?
0: That's a really, that's also a really good question. And, um, sometimes like I'll, I'll run into, I ran into somebody that we went to high school with, uh, last weekend and they were just like, how are you keeping up with everything? You have so many different things that are going on. Yeah. And, it, I don't really like step back and look at things from the outside so much that like we are running a YouTube channel. All these other social medias, we're doing these big projects. We have a podcast like mm-hmm. we are doing a lot of stuff. Um, But I think that we we set it up in a manageable way that it doesn't feel like we're doing that much stuff. Yeah. You know, do you I feel, feel like that that's,
1: way? Yeah, I feel like that's the key to time management. That's why, like, I love time management and I love thinking about, like, how things are going to fit into my day. And I think that as long as you make that a priority, then, then it makes it yeah. feel like it's not overwhelming. That's true. Because I think the same thing. Like, yeah. when I think about, like, oh, gosh, like, content I have to, you know, handle the premiere stuff and the hardworking happy hour stuff. It's like, it just feels like a lot and there's, like, a lot of balls up in the air. But, like, as long as you you know, whether your thing is lists or making like notes for yourself or however you do it. I think as long as you're just keeping yourself to a time management schedule yeah, and you kind of keep that in mind and you're not just kind of like willy nilly out there doing whatever, it feels less overwhelming.
0: Definitely. And you you definitely are like, I, I forgot about like things that like you say about time management that you're you're kind of talking about now, like we are trying to do these goals of um, reading, exercise, and meditation every day. Yeah. And don't want to toot our own horns, but we've been <laughs> kind of crushing it lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We've been getting a lot of stickers uh, on our sticker chart. So, But you always say, where are you fitting it in into your day? Yeah. Like you have to consciously think about, okay, if I don't do it in the morning, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. Exactly. So, and this week, because Fridays, the last six Fridays, you didn't exercise. Yep. But this week you did because you said, if I don't do it in the morning, we got the podcast, we're going to have a couple drinks. I won't be able to get to it. So you made a change. Every other day, you got three stars like pretty much every week. So you're killing it. But that's a really good thing. Where is it going to fit into your day? Have your priorities. I kind of fall in and out of the habit of creating lists either at night before I go to bed or in the morning Mm -hmm. of just like, Most important things that I need to accomplish either the next day or that day, depending on when I write the list. And just having that in front of you and then setting up a time. And I like to just keep it to a couple really important things that I need to do because there's like always a million other things on the job site that need your attention. You know, emails come through, calls, whatever it is, those, there's a lot of things that come at you unexpectedly. So, you can't like jam your schedule packed full of things. You just need to set a time, set aside time for like those couple key things that have to be done that day that are the most important. And if you accomplish those and set aside a little bit of time, usually it's not that much time to do it. Yep. You get it done, then you still have a lot of time for all of the unexpected chaos of running a business that happens on a day-to-day basis. So that's, yeah. that's kind of how I try to handle it. But honestly, I'm not... This is not one of my innate skills, time management. Um,
1: <laughs> it's hard with 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 a like a job like in construction. There's a million different things that come up, and yeah. it is hard to manage your time. And it, that's hard for me to get. That has been like hard for me to get used to when it comes to like unexpected things that will happen. Because I am the kind of person who I'm like, okay, Monday we are going to reserve that for editing. Then Tuesday we're gonna, you know, yep. focus on. Accounting or whatever, um, but you can't really do that in a in a business. You have to be able to be like nimble, stuff and up, yeah. stuff comes up, or
0: like oh no, the or, porta potty blew over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God, has that happened?
0: That's never happened, thank <laughs> God. But stuff like that happens, yeah.
1: Yeah, but just uh, things happen. Or if yeah. there's like, I'll, in my mind, I'll be like, okay, we really need to get to editing today. I'm gonna spend the whole day in the van editing, knock that out. And then it's like, okay, well something really cool's outside happening, so I gotta go film that. So I can't yeah. get to all the editing that I was going to do today. So things just come up and it's, you do have to be nimble, but at the same time, you have to be aware of those times. So the, for me, like you said, like on a Friday, I'm like, okay, I have these three things that I have to do, reading, edit, or exercise, meditation. I know that after work, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff to do. So I have to do them in the morning. I can't yeah. just say, oh, I'll have time later in the day to do it. Cause I won't. Yeah. So it's the same with like work stuff. If you're going to be like, if you're going to put it off till later,
0: it's Later's probably not, not going to happen. Come. Yeah. Later is going to so, come, 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 but you're not going to have time to do things that thing. you need. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a, It's a really great way to look at it. Time management yeah. is super important. And I think another thing that that's really helped us because we are we are doing a lot of different things, but we've also taken a lot of things off of our plate. Like mm-hmm. we're only doing one job at a time. Yeah. We're only doing a certain amount of projects per year. We're not answering emails all the time because we're already booked out for a year. Yeah. I don't answer my cell phone. Like we're not trying to answer every call. (laughs) It says right on there, if you're inquiring about a project, go on our website. Like eliminating all of those things that aren't important for us right now frees up time for the things that we think are super important because there's no point in me answering every phone call for every lead because... We're not even doing consultations right now. Like we can't start that until the fall at least. We need to catch up on what we're doing. So I think prioritizing what you have going on, like what are the most important core things to your business, establishing that, and then also establishing the core important things that you need to do day to day. If you get those two just like locked in a little bit, you'll be amazed how much more time you have without even thinking about it. You don't have to like put in this, this, you know, time management strategy. If you just change your mindset about those two things, the big things that you can cut out and the big things that are important, and then the day-to-day things that need to be knocked out that day, if you can just think about it differently, you're going to have a lot more time. You'll get more done and you're going to get the important stuff done. Yeah. Which is important.
1: That's a great way to put it. You got to prioritize.
0: Prioritize. Prioritize and
1: schedule what you got to do
0: yeah so but again with that being said there's still a lot I need to work on with time management you can always get yeah. better at that yeah and uh a lot of it's about organization so
1: yeah I mean I love time management and I always say that that's like one of my favorite things And yeah. I still feel like I have like a lot yeah to do with that like I still need to do a lot of work so it's always a work in progress everything
0: is everything, everything is. is even the things we're good at still work in progress because we want to get better
1: of course just a little bit.
0: Can you hand me another uh, iced tea? I can. What a uh, what? What do you want to go to next? Because we did get. I don't know how how deep we are into this episode already. It sounded but
1: like an open yeah. Let's go to um. Let's do another voicemail.
0: Okay. Hey, what up, hard work and happy hour? This is Big Daddy Deck down in South Kakalaki. Cattle- so my big question for you guys is: obviously deck size matters, but what do you believe is the proper deck-to-patio ratio in a backyard? Obviously, a lot of factors go into that, but very curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. And then the second part of my question is, when talking with clients, what is your favorite rebuttal or counter when somebody is unwilling to share a budget or desired project cost with you during the sales cycle love the podcast look forward to hearing the answers have a great one big daddy dex thank you for the call i love the uh i think that's a new instagram handle for him uh because i wasn't familiar with that one but uh i do know nick down from legacy Dex. chris breen is uh his leader down there who we already had on the podcast and uh Good two part question. Uh
1: I have I have a question yeah. before he we answer his questions. Yeah. What is South Kakalaki? What is he say?
0: South Kakalaki? Um <laughs> I'm not sure if he made that up on the spot. <laughs> if he was trying to say South Carolina, but um
1: Oh right, that's where it,
0: that's where that they're from. Where I like so I okay. think that's what South Car- Kakalaki is. <laughs> um, my brother Love lives that. in South Cackalacky.
1: Does he call it South Kakalaki? I don't
0: think so, but it might be just like a local thing, like only mm. other South cackalackians <laughs> can call it that. Um good two part question there. Um proportions.
1: Proportions.
0: Proportions.
1: That's actually a good question because uh you always you're a big proponent of flow and balance. So Yeah,
0: yeah. And and proportion. Proportion is it's it's a it's a tough thing to quantify because I don't think there is really a like a steadfast rule. Like, okay, you should have two to one deck to patio or Mm -hmm. one to two or, or whatever. But I think a couple things come into play. I think number one, you need to ease the transition from house to, to ground level. So, um, usually that means the higher the house, the more deck space, because we're going to have potentially a few levels of deck to lead down to the patio. um, but it really is just about, I think, drawing something up. And this is why I love to start the design process on graph paper. I can sketch it out by hand, mm-hmm. easily erase things, change things. And I start with a 2D perspective on it, just drawing the, the shapes of the spaces from like an aerial bird's eye view on graph paper, draw it out to scale, and you just start to, with practice, see the different shapes and how they interact with each other. And you'll see certain areas that just don't look right. There's something about the proportion and the juxtaposition of one shape to another. <laughs> Do you like how I just so smoothly inter- interjected that yeah, word? That. <laughs> um, that just need to play off of each other. And a lot of times it is, uh, you know, a, a, a factor of half or quarter so if you have uh, two decks next to each other like a multi-level deck you don't want them to be the same distance off the house because that just looks kind of plain and and one-dimensional you want to either have it step out and a lot of times I'll do a quarter of the depth of the deck will step it back or forward so it has some sort of rhyme or reason to the decision Mm-hmm. Like you always want to think through all of these little things, especially with layout, because I think people get get focused on what we do with inlays and everything and think that's the key to, the, to design, and it's not. Mm-hmm. You need to nail down those basic shapes first and the spaces themselves, and then you can put whatever product you want there, and it's still going to be a great design. We just like to put a little bit of icing on the cake and do a cool inlay or or something like that, but... You can't put a cool inlay on a bad layout, bad proportions, and think it's going to look good because it's not. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on proportion. Um, You can also listen to our whole episode on design, which we did. did What was that, last week? No. Two weeks ago.
1: Two, maybe? Yeah, two weeks ago.
0: Two weeks ago. So um, I like that. What do you think?
1: Um,. I think like like you said, I think it's just getting like very, very good I, and like a very solid idea of how the people are going to use it. Yeah. Because if they're going to, you know, if they want, I can't even think of an example. So, like if they have a pool and you want to make the pool in there and they know that they're going to spend a lot of time around the pool watching their kids swim, you don't want to have a big deck that's 10 feet off of the ground taking yeah. up most of that space. You want... Them to be down with their kids, so you want more patio space. So I think it's just getting like really acquainted with how they're going to use.
0: Yeah, that. form follows function. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of that is really just practice. Yeah, I always, I always look at myself as a beginner in design in in a lot of things that I do because I want to get better at it, and it takes practice. Practice makes progress, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to do. So, that's that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, and what was the second part of that question? It was. What is the rebuttal to the client client. not wanting to disclose a budget number? Um, Yeah. We covered this a little bit, I think, also on the design episode. Yeah. Where I think that it is the contractor or the designer or the salesperson. I think it's their job to guide the person into what their ideas realistically cost. Yeah. They throw out some ideas. They show you some pictures. You say, okay... On your house with the dimensions that we need, uh, you're looking at 60 to 80 yeah. or 1 to 150. Whatever that number is, Like you need to be good enough at getting those ballpark numbers out there. And then if you get those numbers out there and they still don't want to say, ah, that's too much or that's not enough, then I would say, okay, well, we can't move forward until you tell me something because otherwise, how am I supposed to design it? Yeah. So
1: and also, I think the having like if you can have a minimum, have that on your website. I feel like that gets rid of a lot of people for us.
0: That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. So and it, it doesn't even have to be. I think we talked about maybe raising it because does yeah. ours still say thirty thousand?
1: It does. Yeah. But we're gonna switch it up yeah. to fifty because we're like, when was the last time we did a thirty thousand job? <laughs> yeah. Job. So we're gonna.
0: We should change it to one million. <laughs> 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 we only need to do like one job yeah. a year. Yeah. Not a bad idea. (laughs) We'll let you know if we do that and how it works out. But yeah, I think that has been such a huge thing for us. Um, Budget is super important in that initial design consultation phase. We have to get a number. Yeah. And hopefully, you're in a position where you have enough leads coming in that if somebody wants to act like they can't give you a budget number, even after you've guided them through, what they should be looking at, then you just say, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, but I really, I can't help you from here. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what to design. If you won't tell me what you're going to be comfortable with. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that helps. I mean, we've gotten pretty good at, at guiding people and giving those project minimums. And, and a lot of times if you just throw out just a, a number, um, you know, uh, if you're looking for something that has a roof on it, you're looking at, Probably starting around sixty grand. Yeah. Just, just giving, giving them that like benchmark, it, it, they'll weed themselves out. Yeah. Because a lot of times the people that, you know, want that sixty seventy thousand dollar project, a lot of ones that aren't gonna work out. They think it costs ten thousand dollars. So it's like you could say, yeah. ah, it's gonna be thirty. Like, eh, starting around thirty, and they'll be like, well, that's crazy expensive. <laughs> or you could say sixty, and they'll say the same thing, but just being able to filter them out is it's another skill that you have to practice and like kind of do it in a non-offensive way.
1: Yeah. I think people just genuinely don't know how much these things cost. Cause like when I look at our, our YouTube comments and especially on our like time lapses, people are constantly guessing the price Yeah, and it'll be like on the mega deck project, which was like at the time, the biggest project that you had done, it's, it was huge. It was, it's like a very beautiful backyard renovation. And some people are like, what does this cost, like $25,000? <laughs> and you're like, no. Yeah. That's like, very off. <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: $200,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was so I think probably still not enough. We yeah. should charge more. <laughs> um,
1: so I think people just don't know how much those things cost. So yeah. there's like a, you know.
0: And there's a lot of misleading information on the internet with yeah. these websites that try to, like, Give you project estimates like, oh, how yeah. much if you type in how much for a paver patio? They'll be like, well, according to your region, <laughs> you're, you're looking at an average price of six, eight. That, it's like, based on what? Like th- <laughs> that is not helpful whatsoever. Yeah. So you need to have a reputation that precedes you and you need to be able to guide them. And then if they don't want to disclose what they're willing to spend, then just say, okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. It's like going to a car dealership and be like, I want a car. I'm very particular. Okay. What color you want? Well, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, okay, well then beat it, dude. Get out of here. Stop Scram. wasting my time. Anyway, I've, de- I've dealt with a lot of those people in the past and we've just gotten better at weeding them out before I have to talk to them. Yeah. Through the website. because. I don't have the patience for it anymore. Yeah, some people are just, just, yikes!
1: It's a good use of time management. You prioritize. Yeah. Say, <laughs>
0: my number one priority is not talking to people like that anymore. So let's figure out how we can weed them out. All right. Well, all right. I I think we answered that one pretty good. What do we, What do we got next? Do we Do we have more more voicemails? I know. I don't know if we'll be able to get through all yeah. the voicemails and all the texts, but uh. Yeah. We'll see what we can get to. All
1: right. Let's do a text because I like this one.
0: Oh, yeah. Kind of shifting.
1: shifting. Okay. uh,
0: And I didn't look at the text, so. Yeah. It'll be a surprise for me. What do we got? All right, Sean.
1: What helps you stay motivated when you hit a creativity dry spell, either in design or in content or in business?
0: Um, I think, what was it, a creative dry spell? Yeah. I think, I don't, it's just. For me, it's it's a it's going through it. It's not like I can't necessarily like pull myself out of it and then go back to it and yeah. think that it's going to be better. Like, and sometimes <laughs> I I do hit those creative roadblocks. Like, I feel like the last like week I was in a creative roadblock a little bit. Yeah, like I was. I just that. <laughs> like it's like a little bit of a creative roadblock slash brain fog. I don't know. I just like wasn't wasn't feeling sharp yeah but then today felt great and the creativity was flowing like crazy Fridays we do some big picture talk brainstorming sessions and that went excellent yeah stay tuned what we talked about because it's (laughs) big big stuff but um yeah for me it's just all about like pushing through it and a lot of times I'll encounter that with a design process on a project like I just something like you know, I'll encounter a little sticking point with a little detail. And sometimes it's, it's really quick and easy. Like, Oh, I'll change this, do this. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Other times it's like, I just have to keep doing things until something, I just have to like get 10 ideas, bad ideas out of my head before (laughs) like the next good one comes out. Yeah. And that just like goes in cycles for me. And I think I'm just like, so used to it at this point that, Like I know that another good idea is going to come. And sometimes I just have to like flush out the bad ones to get to another good one. And then there's some weeks, months that just, it feels easy. Yeah. But it's, it's a process and yeah, I don't know.
1: I think that's a really interesting way to handle it because like you said this week, there was a day that you were in a little bit of a sour mood (laughs) and, and, uh, you kept you were working on this design that you've been working on for a while and I was like T- just take a break like you're not going to come up with something and you were like no I am going to do this and I'm yeah. like okay and you kept your head down and you kept going for me I'm the opposite <laughs> I'm like if I hit a roadblock I'm like okay I need to switch my focus go do something else and then I'll come back to it with a fresh set of eyes I can't
0: yeah you kept telling me to go take a walk and
1: I know well you were that's
0: like a polite way of saying go take a hike <laughs> <laughs> like get out of here
1: no, I just, we're working <laughs> at this job. There's like animals around. There's all sorts of stuff. I'm like, just go distract yourself for a second. And you were like, no.
0: I don't deserve to, to go play this. with, <laughs> go pet the goats until I come up with a good idea.
1: Yeah. And that is so, just how,
0: that's how I get through those creative roadblocks. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that's going to be different for everybody. Cause yeah. creativity is like such a vague, like, it's not like a, like a, not a like finite a, thing. It's, it's not a like, tangible thing. Yeah. It's just like where does it come from? I don't know. it just like it just strikes you in the moment. Yeah. So, for me, it's it's just pushing through it, getting out a bunch of bad ideas that I know are going to suck. And then like a good one comes out. I'm like, yeah. I'm back. <laughs> so, what is it for you? When well, you just said I, it, I guess. Yeah, You'd I just I have to
1: yeah. If I like I get stuck and especially like, I'll pigeonhole myself where I'm like, I have to make this bad idea work. I, there has to be good at the end of this bad idea, yeah. which there isn't. Like, you just have to be okay with abandoning bad ideas sometimes. Yeah. And I can't do that. I'm like, this idea, it was good at a point, and I'm just going to keep going. So then I just get too wrapped up in that. So I have to step away. Yeah. Re, uh, like, focus on something else, and then come back to it. And then I om- almost always come back to it with, like, a fresh set of eyes. And I'm like, oh, this sucks because A, B, and C, I need to... V- Change all those things and then, yeah, then I go forward.
0: I encounter that a lot with like inlay design, yeah. So, like, when I because it's kind of like a halfway point between like math and art, like, I want to create mm-hmm. something that looks really cool and interesting, but it's also so mathematical in the way it needs to be laid out and figured out. So, a lot of times that's actually something that's like a little bit easier when I know what the parameters I have to work with I can sketch up different ideas and I feel like I've gotten pretty good at like a lot of times I'll have an idea in my head I'll sketch that out and then being able to sketch it out look at it and just be like this this is terrible this this is the worst idea ever can't believe I thought in my head this was going to look good and then I'll sketch something else out and then something good comes out, but yeah, I think it's just like maybe getting to know yourself. Yeah, not giving up. Number one. Yeah, never give that's, up.
1: Yeah, that's solid advice. Don't give up.
0: Don't give up. I mean, unless you know, just some people just aren't cut out for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. <laughs>
0: I don't think any of those people are listening to this podcast because those people are just like the people that already gave up a long time ago. Yeah. I think everyone that listens to this podcast is a figure it out type of person and we're going to make it happen. Yep. That's the type of people we are. Yeah. We figure it out. 100%.
1: 110%. There's
0: always. There's no such
1: thing as a problem, just a solution we haven't found yet.
0: And we're going to find it.
1: There's always a solution.
0: Do, do you think we answered that efficiently?
1: I don't even remember what the question
0: was. It, it was it was about <laughs> creative blocks. Oh, right. Creative okay. blocks. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. I think that was good. What else we got?
1: All right. We have another.
0: Should, we, should we go into the secret s- question yeah. of the day? Oh, already? I don't know. Is it a thing that we always have to do at the end? The question that we prepared for each other? Or can we do it like as an intermission? Now. I don't okay. know. How yeah. long have we been going?
1: 41 minutes. Okay. All right. Do you want to ask your question first?
0: Um, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> right. So we have a lot of, we have a lot of big picture ideas, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of day-to-day responsibilities mm-hmm. that we have to take care of. Yes. How do you balance the big picture goals with the day-to-day because we're not in a position where like in some larger companies, like the big picture person is like hundred percent big picture. Like yeah. that's, that's their job. Yeah. Come up with the big picture ideas. And then they have a team to integrate that. We're a little bit of everything. And we talk a lot about big picture. Yeah. We both are big dreamers. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we still have to do the day-to-day Little details. So, what do you think either is like the biggest challenge for you balancing that, or what's your most effective strategy for balancing big picture and day to day?
1: Mm. That's a good question. Thank
0: you. Appreciate it. Came up with it all (laughs) on my own.
1: I think the way that I look at it is like we do have these big picture goals and these big picture dreams, and I look at those like day-to-day tasks as like stepping stones to that thing. So even if we don't have like a defined task that, or Mm. I look at this big picture that we have, even if it's not a defined big picture as like, it's a tangible thing. There is a big picture item out there. And every single thing that we do on the day-to-day is just a stepping stone to get to that big picture.
0: So even the little things are big things. Even
1: the big, little things are big things. Everything and everything matters. Everything that we do matters. Even if it's little, you just got to keep it in mind. Some yeah. of the most the, some of the most simple things that we do every day are like life-changing to people who see it on the internet and they're like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. That's like going to change the way I do business or you know, whatever. And we just think of it as an afterthought. So I just kind of I think of these things as just stepping stones to this big picture idea.
0: Such a good way of looking at yeah. it. I'm <laughs> so glad I asked that question because I feel like it's twofold a really good idea. Number one, what better way to keep you motivated thinking, okay, this seemingly menial task that I'm doing today, it's actually leading me to this awesome big picture thing. Next thing you got the big picture. If you're doing these small menial tasks every day that aren't leading you towards that, you're like, I need to find out a way to cut out these tasks because they're not even leading me to this big picture thing that we're striving for. So yeah. I feel like it's a it's a little bit of both.
1: And I think that's a. you've said this as a quote before. But like if you look at a big picture thing and you're if you just look at it as this huge big picture thing, it's like that's wildly overwhelming. But really, it's just a series of smaller things that you've taken steps towards. So
0: that is a quote. Um, I don't remember what the quote was. It's from me. Yes. <laughs> um, it's probably an original. <laughs> I can't recall it either. It reminds me of another quote. I feel like through this podcast, I've realized I I remember a lot of quotes. I'm like a big quoter type of person. (laughs) Um, You don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step.
1: Love that. That's a great quote. Who said it?
0: Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs)
1: What a guy. What a
0: guy. Um, But what we just said is kind of a little bit the opposite of that. Because we're saying (laughs) we, we want to see the whole staircase and then make sure that the stairs are going towards yeah the right well floor. i think
1: i mean i still think it applies because even with big picture things like for a lot like now we have a more dialed in idea of what our big picture is going to look like or what we want it to look like yeah but for a while it was just like this ambiguous thing like we know we need to have these big picture dreams we kind of have an idea of where we're going but we're not yeah. totally sure yet but it's always we changing know, a little yeah, bit and like it, yeah yeah adapting so like the tides
0: <laughs> yeah water reference
1: so it's you know we're just taking steps to these bigger pictures
0: yeah I love right. that.
1: Well, go ahead. What's yours? You have to answer it down to
0: Um, I keep forgetting that I'm going to have to answer my own <laughs> I <know>. question. I, <laughs> all right. Next week, whatever question I ask, I'm going to have an answer prepared. All right. So <laughs> what was my question again? How do I balance the big picture in the day to day? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't, I'm not, it's, it's tough for me. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked for your advice. So I'd say it's same thing as you. I'm going to take your answer because uh-huh. that was a really good one. Um, But actually, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at balancing that. That's really hard for me to do. Um, Do you feel
1: like the little tasks are overwhelming?
0: Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Especially when there's a lot of them. Mm. I think I I am naturally a big picture thinker. And uh, every leadership team should have at least one big picture person and one integrator. Somebody mm-hmm. that comes up with the big ideas and somebody that says, okay, this is how we're gonna take this idea, break it down, and implement it into our business. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do listen to a lot of audiobooks <laughs> where I get a lot of this information. But uh I feel like I'm more of a big picture. You're more I'm of an integrator. I'm the integrator. So that's really tough for me to to manage day to day, but I think it helps with both of us working towards the same task, so like, I mean, you could see when I when I'm off track, yeah, and I'm distracted. <laughs> it's very easy to see, and you're like, uh, "How are you making out on that thing?" And I'm like, "What? What? Oh, that? You still need that thing? <laughs> I didn't send that to you." Okay, let me work on that. So, uh, I would say the biggest thing is. For me that helps me balance it is external people just telling me like did you do that little thing yet? And yeah, I'm like, uh I don't think so. So, I don't have any advice for that how to balance it. Um I would say one thing that has helped a little bit is we've started to dedicate time towards like Friday mornings have been sort of dedicated towards brainstorming like what's next? What's like the big picture thing and kind of fleshing out some of those ideas of, you know, what what does this idea look like? How would we implement it? You know, and then and then we kinda of sit on it. We'll revisit it next week and we'll see like which ones stick. Yeah. But I think like scheduling a specific time where we really dive into it all throughout yeah. the week. Like we can throw out big ideas, but we're not gonna like sit there unless it's really good.
1: Yeah. that's really good. If it's really good but
0: most of the time we'll be like, okay, this is something we'll we'll write down on our on our board and we'll address it on on friday we'll, we'll kind of get into it a little bit more so yeah that's helped but uh my my new answer is going to be your answer because your answer was good and i need to take that advice <laughs> so thank you for that thoughtful answer Appreciate you are it.
1: welcome you are welcome all right are you ready for my question
0: uh I think so (laughs) I think I'm ready for it I don't don't know what the question is because it's a secret question but I'm gonna give it my best shot what do you got
1: it's a little bit more lighthearted. so
0: oh ideal
1: happy hour you get to pick three people dead or alive who are you picking
0: uh three people dead or alive um
1: and it's a happy hour so keep that in mind
0: can we say that like it's just people that we don't know? I don't want like you know family members listen. You didn't even pick me for your happy hour. Three people. <laughs> you picked Abraham Lincoln over me, really? Can we? Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. <laughs> if you're worried about offending people, yes. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Three people for happy hour, dead or alive. I yep. would have to say it's a happy hour. So you want. You yeah, want you fun want somebody people. Somebody that's gonna be having a good time. Yeah. Uh I'll say Rick James. Rick James <laughs> Don't know where that came from, but surprise yeah. choice. Okay. Yeah. Love um, that. Um, uh, let's see. Who else? Man, that's it's a good growth. So far it's me and Rick. <laughs> <laughs> and I got Am I one of the three or I get to pick two others?
1: You get to pick two others.
0: Okay. Um oh, this is fun to think about. <laughs> All right, I got Rick James. Who's gonna get along with Rick James? Uh, he's a little fiery. Um,
1: <laughs> Did you pick Rick James because of like Chappelle show? I get. I they don't know. It's him... just the
0: first thing that came, <laughs> <laughs> came to my head. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> hmm. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld.
1: Oh, good pick.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think so. And can it be fictional as well? sure michael scott <laughs> so we got rick james jerry seinfeld and michael scott
1: that honestly does sound like a really fun crew <laughs> it does
0: <laughs> i feel like michael scott would like be trying to like impress rick yeah. james the whole time yeah definitely yeah definitely um oh that would be so much fun i love the idea of this imaginary happy hour <laughs> um who do you got um, did you prepare I, an answer? I also
1: forgot that we had to answer our own questions yeah. and did not prepare an answer. Um, I'm going to go. Let's, let's go. Well, I said Dave Chappelle, so I'm going to go with Dave Chappelle. He seems like he'd be fun.
0: I don't know. He seems like kind of like a little bit like he seemed fun like before, but now he seems like a little bit on edge. Oh, did he maybe. just beat somebody up on stage or something?
1: I thought he got beat up on stage.
0: No, I think, I think somebody think- tried to like rush him on stage and then they like mangled some dude. I mean, the guy deserved it. He ran out and stage, tried to attack the performer. Dave so.
1: Chappelle himself, or like a security guard?
0: I think it was like him himself. I'm pretty sure, and like Chris. Ro- I don't know. I I don't have any details on this, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know.
1: All right, maybe okay. We'll look into that. Dave Chappelle's going to be on the wait list. Okay. Uh, I don't want any assault. I don't. I don't want. I don't, I don't want any assault okay. my.
0: I don't want to sway your. You know. Okay. I set the bar pretty high, though. Yeah. <laughs> I got, <did. laughs> a, I got a good crew.
1: You did have a good crew. All right, I'm going. Um. Steve-O. no, he's sober now. I can't be yeah. him. Okay, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of fun people. Um, Dave Grohl.
0: Isn't he? No, that was that was Taylor Hawkins who uh, passed away. Yeah. Dave Grohl. Uh-huh. No, I, it's your happy hour. <laughs> don't let me sway you. Um, he's <sighs> just. I don't know. I never. I never liked his vibe. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Foo Fighters. Like, hey
1: the Foo fight did you
0: know he looks almost exactly like the drummer from nirvana that's Dave such
1: a coincidence <laughs> such a coincidence all
0: right who else you got i'm sorry i will, I will stop critiquing your answers i'm sorry no okay all it's right all right, all right, right all right all
1: right let me let me let me regroup let me regroup
0: are you going to start from scratch again I'll start from scratch <laughs> okay. again this question uh, is getting squirrely
1: i know i i really should have remembered that i have to answer this question yeah uh, and you answered really random people and i thought that you did a good job with that thank you I don't know if you're going to go, like, historical, meaningful people or... No, historical people, people so. seem so
0: boring. Yeah. Like, they don't even know, like, you know, they'll be like, oh, do you have an ale for me? It's like, what do you mean? We're drinking White calls, dude. <laughs> what are you, like, 600? And they're like, actually, yes, I am 600. <laughs> I was born in 1430. I'm like, uh, who invited you? Get out of here, <laughs> Abe.
1: Uh, all right. Um... Time it, the time is ticking.
0: No, it's not. We have oh. all day to think about the three <laughs> people that you're inviting to your imaginary happy hour. Yeah. So mm, 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 mm,
1: mm. I'm gonna go Kim Kardashian, which I know. Interesting choice, but she's got something with business figured out. So
0: she does. She kind of seems yeah.
1: boring, but I would like to pick her brain.
0: I I, I respect that. I hate when people say that she's like just stupid and no, she's like a, she's, she's obviously be a, super a smart
1: brilliant businesswoman yeah she's, she's obviously extremely
0: smart um i just i think she's annoying like i don't <laughs> like watching her show but i hate when people are like she's just an idiot that like is rich for, for no reason it's like people aren't rich for no reason when they're like pretty much self-made like yeah so she's obviously super smart and she's capitalizing on whatever she's got going on
1: she's capitalizing. i think on she's whatever. annoying
0: and i don't like watching her show but she's smart She's smart, so I don't like when people say that she's stupid. Uh, Let us know if you want to be on the show, Kim.
1: Yeah, call us, Kim. Maybe I'll add a little bit of spice to this. Oh, Kanye
0: and Pete Davidson.
1: And Pete Davidson. Whoa! All right, all
0: right. This just turned Pop into culture. yeah, like showdown. A, <laughs> the what's that? national this turned into like the national Enquirer, yeah or tmz podcast
1: tmz <laughs> that would be
0: ooh, that'd be wild yeah. um oh speaking of which did you see the documentary on kanye no On that? you didn't i didn't watch it oh no. my god it was amazing i was going around for like at least a good like three four days like thinking i was kanye <laughs> the first two episodes are like the dude is such a genius and he's like believes in himself so much he does yeah then watched the third episode that's when he went a little nuts but um yeah it's awesome you should check it out yeah for sure
1: different perspective on life i'm interested to hear
0: yeah his whole he's thing. one of my favorite quotes from him very insightful insightful um how much does the earth cost i'm gonna buy the earth remember that one
1: yeah and i vaguely remember it i remember you saying it you said <laughs> it was right? also
0: like a trending tiktok sound <laughs> how much does the earth cost I'm going to buy to earth. Hey, <laughs> whatever. Connie, let us he's know. A, Get on the podcast. He's
1: a big picture guy. And, and, is, and I that's, respect I, that. about. Yeah,
0: him. I love it. He believes yeah. in himself so much and look at all he's accomplished. Yeah. Obviously he's like a really talented, you know, musical person and stuff like that. But I think the fact that he's like a straight up billionaire is mostly due to the fact that he has 100% unwavering belief in himself no matter how ridiculous and crazy the idea is. If you have that belief, you could have the most insane, like he said, he was going to be president. He said he was going to buy the earth. He said all these kinds of things, but most of those things don't work out, but a lot of them have. So it's just, I think it's a testament to having a mindset and believing in yourself. Yeah. What you can do. So.
1: Yeah. And a mindset is like you can fail in some of your things and still be like really a successful person. Yeah. You got to fail a couple times. Yeah. But you'll still be like.
0: Reminds me of another quote. A little guy named Thomas Edison said, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 things that don't work.
1: Mm.
0: All about perspective.
1: It is all about perspective. Love that. Love that.
0: And everybody in this industry knows a little thing called WD-40. You know why it's called? Do you know what that stands for?
1: It's right there. It is right We're there. Look at W24. that. We should get
0: sponsored by them. <laughs> do you know what that stands for?
1: Uh, no,
0: I don't. Water displacement forty. It is a uh, catalyst for water displacement. That's what lubricates the thing. It gets moisture and whatnot out of whatever you're spraying it on. Uh-huh. And it's the fortieth formula that they tried. Oh. They had thirty nine. It, it could have been WD thirty nine.
1: That's very interesting. But the fortieth one worked. Wow. So,
0: yeah, I feel like a wealth of knowledge today. You are <laughs> I'm just really pulling killing stuff it. out of it okay. everywhere. All right. <laughs> all right. Well,
1: that
0: okay. was that was good. That was a great secret question segment. Um, yeah. What else we got? We have? Do we have one more call? We
1: we have a yeah. You want to do that? You want to do one got,
0: more? I don't know. I don't think we're going to get to all the texts, but I think we have we have another voicemail we could get to.
1: Yeah. Okay, hang Let's on. let will try
0: to make it quick because we're coming up on our happy hour. Yep. I'm Pierce Alexander Loholt. I'm calling. I've got a couple questions for you about entrepreneurship. The first is, did you become an entrepreneur of your own conscious choice or were you controlled by some external stimulation or motive? And if you were, what were those external stimulations or motives? The second question is, did you become an entrepreneur because you willed it or because you were destined to be an entrepreneur? That was a... That was a good voicemail <laughs> from Pierce Alexander Lil Holt. We do the appreciate
1: world-renowned author.
0: He is a world-renowned author. Uh, Pierce is a friend of ours, <laughs> and uh, I feel like perfect to go on the tales of the Kanye talk. He is somebody that is, I'd say, eccentric, but has done so many very special things, like write a book, Yeah, which I just bought, called yep. Are You Awake?
1: I bought it too, but I haven't received my copy yet.
0: Well, stay on the edge of your seat. I I, I you, read a good amount to you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that is a that is a really interesting question. Um,
1: did the entrepreneur life choose you, or did you choose the entrepreneur life?
0: Um, I think that I think. It all just seems so random and happenstance, but I think at some point, no matter what my path was, I would have fallen into this because I don't like people telling me what to do, and I like to just follow my own path. Yeah. But, all right, working in a workshop, in a workshop, compressors kicking on. Jesus. Oh, please.
1: Ah. we made it an entire hour with that ha- without that yeah, happening
0: now we know about how frequently <laughs> it happens
1: there we go
0: <laughs> Um, but that's interesting that I say that that I would have definitely fallen into being an entrepreneur because I don't like people telling me what to do and I like to be creative and follow my own path I feel like you're also the same way yeah but you also work here. Yeah. And I hope that I'm providing a <laughs> space for you to do that within this company. Yeah. So that you don't feel like you have to inevitably go out and be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But I also want you to think of yourself as like kind of... I feel like we're all entrepreneurs together. <laughs> like we're all... I don't know. I want us uh, to all feel like we're in this together. Yeah. We're a big family. And... Um, so i want you to, I want you to feel like you do have you know say over where everything goes and all that kind of stuff,
1: yeah, I mean, if I'm ever like, "What do you need me to do? You're like, "I don't know, you're your own boss. Do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, is it so my job to tell you what to do? <laughs> I don't need another menial task, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, so I do feel like that, but, but I also don't like doing i there's nothing that I hate more than being told what to do when I'm like already doing something. So, uh, I do relate to that feeling, but I, I have only ever worked for people. So.
0: Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe if I had worked somewhere that was, you know, maybe provided an opportunity for me to just like be myself and, and really leverage like my innate skills, maybe I wouldn't have fallen into entrepreneurship. Yeah. I don't know. Just at the point in my life, it was just like, this seems like the best idea because I never finished college. Uh, and I just always felt like, you know, I-, I can make it happen. I can figure it out as I go and just learn as I go and make it, make it happen. So yeah. I feel like it was, it was happenstance sort of destiny that it was going to happen at some point. But also maybe if I fell into a position at a company that let me, you know, gave me space to just like be myself, do my own thing, pursue what I thought was important um, and gave me like freedom, maybe I wouldn't have. So yeah. I don't know. Interesting.
1: Very interesting.
0: Very interesting. And um, that's why they call people. I want to create entrepreneurs.
1: That's what I was going to say. And I, I thought there was a word for it. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's entrepreneurs. Yeah.
0: I want you to feel like you have control over your own destiny and the destiny of this business mm-hmm. because you are a crucial part of it and I want everybody to feel like that yeah that there there's five driver seats We're all just hopefully not going <laughs> in different directions cuz then we won't go anywhere but yeah um maybe not five driver seats but there's there's more than one I won't say how many <laughs> but there's more than one um yeah so I hope that uh that I'm creating a, you know a culture that Encourages you to be yourself, leverage your skills, yeah. Follow what you think is important for us to do, all that good stuff.
1: I absolutely feel that way. That's good. Like I'm our glad. brainstorming session today, we were just firing off ideas left and right.
0: You oh like yeah, some of my ideas, and it's there were good ones. Uh, we can't quite disclose <laughs> <laughs> what they were yet, but uh, stay tuned. But we will. Yeah, you'll see. We'll get there. So, um, I guess that's our happy hour. Yeah. I hope that everybody enjoyed this little Q&A session. Uh, It's fun to be able to discuss these things at a little bit longer, you know, longer clip. So uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. And yeah, until next time, we'll have uh, another fun topic for you. So till then, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour.
1: See you next week.